Good Monday evening, San Jose Sharks fans. Welcome to another live edition of Shark City Unfiltered, the number one trending live stream in Sharks territory. Thank you to everybody who's joining us right now on YouTube and on the app formerly known as Twitter, now called X. I am your host, Aaron James. While I got you right at the beginning, please give this video a like and don't forget to subscribe and all that jazz. Welcome to the program. We are celebrating a San Jose Sharks victory. Honestly, it should be three three consecutive wins in a row, but nonetheless, the San Jose Sharks have picked up five points in their last three home games. As we mentioned on the episode Yesterday evening, the Sharks are home cooking, and I am loving it. This is exactly what our team needed to take on what's about to be a six-game road trip to conclude the month of November and begin the month of December. We are already officially a quarter way through the 2023-2024 season, and this is what's amazing. We're about to get into all this, you know, we're about to dive into all the, you know, um, the details of the game in just a moment. But this is, what's, this is what's amazing about this game specifically is that the San Jose Sharks were able to pick up a victory without Tomas Hurdle or Logan Couture. Wow. All right. From the top. All right. So let's um, let's first and foremost, let's talk about some of the news that went down today. Um, Tomas Hurdle. Is actually, you know, let's rewind it a little bit here. Uh, Justin Bailey signed a contract with the San Jose Sharks. So, congratulations to Justin Bailey. My goodness, did, did he look freaking amazing tonight in his first official game with the San Jose Sharks? Um, obviously. He isn't a stranger in Sharks territory. So um, just so you are filled in, for those of you who may not be in the know, Justin uh, Bailey today was announced by general manager Mike Greer to have signed a one-year two-way contract with the San Jose Sharks. He's a 28-year-old winger who has 11 points at six goals and five assists in 16 games with the San Jose Barracuda this season. And he actually leads the CUDA in goals and power play goals with three and tied second uh, with, you know, the uh, AHL affiliates for overall scoring. Um, so he appeared in 82 career NHL games between the Vancouver Canucks, the Philadelphia Flyers and the Buffalo Sabres. Um, he is a big six foot four, 215 pound. Uh, I believe he's officially listed as a right winger. Um, hailing from Buffalo, New York. He's a New York native who has 370 career AHL games. All right. So um, welcome to the main roster, Justin Bailey. San Jose Sharks fans were ecstatic about your performance tonight. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he was one of the stars of the game. Maybe just double check that. Okay, so it didn't go to him, but he should have been. I mean, the way he was, uh, you know, the impact he had on the ice today and, you know, uh, tallying an assist, which we'll do it all in um, chronological order in just a minute. I just want to praise the, the latest addition to the Sharks roster. Man, what an exciting debut for Bailey in Till. Um, so, again, he played at the CUDA. What's pretty awesome is he's the first player in the San Jose Sharks history to have 
actually put on the number 90 on their sweater. So that's that was actually really astonishing for me to find out. I got that stat via hockeyreference.com. And um, yeah, out of, out of our 30-plus year history, Justin Bailey becomes the first player to ever wear the number 90. So again, you know, he's doing new, you know, um, just bringing a whole, um, like everything with him is just refreshing. Everything with him is just new. It's showing us stuff that we haven't even seen in a while. That's a big man out there. He brought the uh, the physicality. He brought the speed. Uh, he started the game on the fourth line and worked his way up to the third line by the second period. And again, he just looked fast out there. Now, I don't know if that's a testament to the fact that we played some pretty fast teams, uh, you know, so far in this season. And maybe the Caps just weren't, um, you know, that uh, you know that fast or that speedy as uh, as our previous opponents. But nonetheless, um, that big six foot winger out there uh, man he can move anyways um he ah oh boy oh boy in a corresponding move my bad i'm gonna try to um try to regain you know try to regain my focus and keep it in chronological order so in a corresponding move signing bailey we had moved um philip sedina we placed him on ir okay he's on the injury reserve now and um tomas hurdle as i just mentioned at the top of our program the team was without Tomas Hurdle tonight. Uh, so Tomas Hurdle was out with a mid-body injury. Apparently, it's nothing serious per head coach David Quinn. He is um, – apparently, whatever it is he's dealing with happened at home. Who knows? Maybe some of those Thanksgiving leftovers aren't hitting him right. Just kidding. Anyways, uh, but it's officially a mid-body injury. Um and you know we're wish, we're wishing Hurdle a speedy recovery because we're gonna need him on this six game road trip. Um, Logan Couture, by the way, just a side note, was reported as returning sooner rather than later. So um, who knows? Um, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. And I've mentioned this in the past um, to friends. I'm not too sure if I messed mess, uh, if I dropped it here on the show, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back like you know um, January. February ish, you know, and puts on a clinic, you know, um, you know, lights up the, you know, the stat sheet and then maybe draw some interest from some clubs. I believe I did mention that on one of the previous shows. Anyways, back to tonight's game. Uh, the Sharks lined up tonight was very interesting. So you had um, first line. Uh, the first line was uh, Luke, Luke um, Cunning at center. All right. Um, Willem Eklund on the wing, Mike Hoffman on the other side. And then you had Anthony Duclair, uh, Mikhail Granlin, and Fabian Zetterlin on that second line. Jacob McDonald, uh, Nico Sturm, and Kevin LeBanc were your third line. And then the fourth line was Giovanni Smith, Ryan Carpenter, and Justin Bailey. Obviously, as I mentioned, he actually worked his way up to this um worked his way up to the second line. If I'm not mistaken, um he maybe temporarily replaced William Eklund for a brief moment there, but Justin Bailey, he looked good tonight on defense. You had Mario Ferraro, uh, Ty Emerson, Nikita. Now I want to make sure I'm saying this correctly because I believe it was the San Jose Barracuda's play-by-play broadcaster, Nick Lohenberger, who mentioned that he heard it being Ohariuk. But right now it seems like everyone's going with, Oh, how did you, you know, we'll have to clarify that in, in a future episode, but he was lined up with uh, Kyle Burroughs. And then of course you had Kalen uh, Addison and uh, Matt Benning on that third line and Mackenzie Blackwood got the start in net. Um, so your starting lineup, the starting line to take the opening face off was 
that Luke Cunning, William Eklund, Mike Hoffman line. And you know what's kind of funny is a lot of fans were freaking out over Luke Cunning being the first line center. But go figure, he got the game-winning goal on the power play. So let's kind of recap this game in chronological order or, you know, try to keep it, you know, in line as possible or in linear uh, fashion as possible. So here's the box score. This right here is via NHL.com. Uh, San Jose Sharks were outshot in this game. We held Ovechkin. Um, you know, we we held him off of the scoreboard in terms of, you know, like netting a goal. So... He's going to have to try to work on breaking Wayne Gretzky's record somewhere else. Not here in San Jose, baby. Uh, but this, but nonetheless, the Washington Capitals did put 34 shots on uh, Mackenzie Blackwood. So another solid performance by Mackenzie Blackwood. Honestly, today the NHL announced that um, they're going to be bringing back the NHL All-Star um, game. They're going to be bringing back the fan voting starting in January. So a little bit uh, at this point, like just about like a little bit less than like, you know, like 40 days from now, I believe, or, you know, just about two months, we'll say. Sounds like Sharks fans will finally get their chance to vote in Mackenzie Blackwood. I mean, who else will be our all-star? Mackenzie Blackwood today, fantastic performance. Uh, 33 saves, obviously. Um, 0.971 save percentage. Just an outstanding, another outstanding performance, including that first period in which he... um made some amazing saves. Now, I already mentioned this previously. If you're not following us already on, on uh, social media, do so on Instagram and on X, and you'll catch you know a lot of the um, the commentary, including some highlights from the game, so you can see the, um, the amazing saves that he did himself. This guy is a franchise goalie, all right? I don't want to hear anything different. This is our franchise goalie with the way he's been playing this season, and especially uh, the way he played tonight. Um, you know, face-off circle was pretty much even 50-50-50% for each squad. Uh, really quick, my bad. It sounds like Sharks put 23 shots on goal. So that storyline continues. You know, the San Jose Sharks are being outshot this season from their opponents. However, they are making the most of the opportunities that they're getting. So even though we only put 23 shots on net, we were able to get two goals. I love it. All right. Um, the power play, thank goodness, thank goodness we got that game-winning goal from Luke Cunning on that power play, which is amazingly set up by Justin Bailey again. I'm going to try to keep it in chronological order, but we're just going to go through the box score, and I'm going to react and recap as we go along here. My apologies, but the Sharks are one for three on the power play. They killed every single man advantage they had to face. They uh, held the Capitals to zero and three on the power play. Uh, the game was physical, and the Sharks brought the physicality, all right? So I'm just going to start going through this. Uh, so the first goal of the game really quick. Or actually, let's talk about physicality. <laughs> My bad. So excited. This was, this was a really outstanding game. It really was. Um, oh, boy. Let me see. So a, a lot of that physical play went down that second period. Um, first and foremost, I got to say that, um, you know, there was a scary moment in that first frame when Kalen Addison took a nasty hit from Tom Wilson. They called it a clean hit. We called it bull shark. Honestly, I'm getting a little tired of seeing um, these players kind of take like, um, 
You know, I think back in the day, they used to call it charging, but that's what it feels like. It feels like they are essentially just kind of like um, throwing themselves at our um, at our players. So uh, there was no penalty awarded for us. Um, obviously, head coach David Quinn was vis- visibly upset, but thank goodness Addison was um, okay because he was on the ice for a while, but he skated off on his own will. He stayed on the bench. And again, I'm glad to report that he was okay and he stayed in the game. Um, so that I think kind of sparked at the physicality from the shark side, especially in that second frame. But while we're talking about the first period, let's just look at this quick uh, stat. Fabian Zetterlin, who has now surpassed Alexander Ovechkin in goal score this season. Uh, he has the sixth goal of the season. We're going to, it's a debate. Is it Ohadichuk or is it Ohadiuk? All right, so I've heard two different uh, pronunciations. We're going to have to get to the bottom of that by the next period. All right, but he got his fifth assist of the season. Mikhail Groundland got his sixth assist of the season. Uh, Fabian Zetlin scored on a wrist shot. It was a beautiful play because he stuck with, um, how do I say this properly? He kind of he stood with the play. So, you know, he threw a shot on net. It bounced around and found his way back to his stick. He held his positioning. So what you've been seeing a lot lately is that the Sharks will kind of throw the puck on the neck or, or excuse me, on the net and take their shot and maybe even like in stride or in momentum from skating, kind of just find their way behind the goal line. Uh, Fabian Zetterlin had um, amazing amazing uh, on-ice presence, I guess, or vision in that particular moment. He stood his ground. He stood right there, right above the uh, face-off circle on the right side of the rink. He was able to get his, it wasn't his own rebound, but it was an initial shot that kind of bounced around and then found its way back to his stick. And at a pretty like sweet angle, he was able to, you know, send it past or send it up top shelf. So again, Fabian Zetterlin, he got his um, second goal in Two games, so two games in a row he scored a goal, and that right there is the first time he's ever done that in his career. So I'm telling you, man, these Sharks are starting to get hot. They're starting to look good. Um, What a lot of fans are pointing out, too, because the Sharks social media page was just kind of jokingly making fun of saying, you know, like, Zetterlin now has more goals than Alexander Ovechkin. Some Sharks are also uh, Sharks fans are also pointing out that he now has more goals than Timo Meyer. So right now at this moment, in my opinion, the San Jose Sharks they won that trade, especially with you know what we're getting in net as well. Anyways, um, so yeah, two goals in the last two games this is the first time in his career he scored in back to back games. Congratulations to Fabian Zetterlin. So now we're moving along to the um to the second period in which the physicality picked up for the San Jose Sharks. Um, they were making, honestly, um, they were making life miserable for Sonny Milano. So, um, Ohadiuk and Kyle Burroughs had some nasty freaking uh, hits on the guy. And uh, he was visibly, you know, kind of visibly getting um, tired of it, you could tell. But nonetheless, you know, it, it was great to see Sharks fans. Kyle Burroughs, man. He was amazing on ice, as he always is. He was freaking, you know, laying the hammer down, hitting, you know, laying on some big hits. Um, got a nice clean shot a little bit later on in that third period against Tom Wilson, which I thought was sweet justice because it was almost in the same fashion in which he uh, pl- uh, in which he hit Addison. So 
you know, Kyle Burroughs is, I've been impressed with this guy all season long. I really cannot get enough of how uh, physical he is on the ice because it really, really swings momentums and controls the pace and the tempo and, um, the tonality is the best way I guess to say it uh, of the game for the sounds of sharks. Um, you know, Burroughs was smiling about, uh, you know, driving, um, Milano into the glass later on the bench. There's a shot of him smiling. It was pretty funny. And then, oh my gosh, man, Granlin, Mikhail, oh my gosh, Granlin had a beautiful open ice hit on Ovechkin. Ah, that play on Ovechkin, uh, that hit on Ovechkin by Mikhail Granlin was almost, or I would say I would categorize that into tier, like top tier uh, plays. Um, that was kind of like. When William Eklund uh, picked the pocket of uh, Connor McDavid and then went on that breakaway, that's exactly what that felt like. To see our players kind of have these in impact plays or highlight reel plays on stars, like you know the superstars of the league, nothing brings us, uh, nothing brings more joy and a smile to my face as a San Jose Sharks fan. Okay, uh, apologize again one more time for kind of bouncing around with this recap and reaction, but. Tonight was a overall. It was a fun game, and um, I'll do my best to um, not just summarize a game, but kind of like uh, put my excitement um, and appreciation into words for y'all. But um, thank you once again, uh, you know, for joining me here tonight for an after party. As uh, it's, it's only been a few, um, you know, this is the fifth victory, baby. Yeah, <laughs> am, I, am I wrong? Am, am I putting too much on it? Um, I, I believe so. I believe so. Let me see. Or or am I, am I just mixing up the points? Am I bad? Let me just look at where we're at now in the standings. I mean, let's see. One second. I just want to make sure that I'm doing things accurately here. Yes, the fifth win. The other night, I kind of misquoted some of the stats, so I want to keep it clean for you all who are listening. But yeah, so 22 games we've played. We have five wins now. We have 12 points I'm not going to talk about the L's, but um, for those of you who are tankers out there, I okay, I know you're going to be feeling some type of way about this, and I know some of you are kind of salivating over the six-game road trip because the Sharks have yet to win a game on the road this season. But all I'm going to say is this. Um, the Sharks still kind of hold that number one spot for the draft lottery. I could care less about that. You already know how I feel. But um, it's essentially a two-way tie if you really want to think about it because uh, Chicago, um, you know, they're right there. They're right there with 12 points as well. So uh, the Sounds of Sharks can find a way to earn some points on the road. We'll start moving on up, and I'm all for it. Um, anyways, moving, al moving along, all right, because we could care less about the draft lottery right now. We're talking about hockey in November and going into December. Um, I loved – Everything about tonight's game, except the Caps getting that goal. It should have been a shutout by Mackenzie Blackwood. Let's be real. But the Caps did luck out in that second period. And they were, I'm not even going to read the names of who scored. Uh, simply because it was essentially an own goal. The, the Washington Capitals lucked out and they were able to tie the game when a rebound bounced off of Nikita Oh, how do you, we're going to say it like that. Cause that's what, um, I believe, uh, that's what Nick Nolenberger reported as, uh, Nikita telling them that's how you say it. But, um, yeah, bounced off Nikita and it went right into the net. 
Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood was visibly kind of like in disbelief, just kind of laying there with his head on the ice, like looking up, like, I can't believe this. Right. <laughs> and we were right there with you. We really were. Anyways. Um, but yeah, so, you know, the Sharks, you know, they entered the third period with the one, one tie. Okay. But again, all the Sharks fans who are complaining about Luke Cunning getting them first uh, line center minutes, you know, look look at him now. He gets his fifth goal of the season. Obviously, that goal would not happen without the tremendous effort and work from Justin Bailey, who gets his first assist on the season and his first NHL point since March 21st of 2019. My goodness. So congratulations to Bailey. Um Man, oh man, I loved, I loved, um, I loved everything from that. First of all, I loved how the Sharks responded really quick. I loved how they responded after that own goal. Like you know, they had a, a great, you know, they applied the pressure. They're putting the freaking puck on the net. Uh, they were forcing the Caps at sometimes to ice it. But yeah, um, when when they came out of that third period, Kyle Burroughs just had a great start to that third period. Again, he was laying the body. Um, most notable, a hit on Tom Wilson, and then he was setting up a slap shot of. A slap shot pass for a deflection to uh, Jacob McDonald. So, you know, the Sharks were bringing it. Uh, there were some scary moments again in that uh, third period when Kevin LeBake was hit from behind and had his head driven into the boards. He needed some help off the ice, but uh, it didn't seem to be anything serious. And, uh, you know, overall, some jawsome moments in that game was watching Eklund play shifts against Ovechkin. Um, so Luke Cunning does get the game-winning goal on the power play. And, uh, you know, the Sharks are, yeah, they're, they're heading on to the road trip with earning points in their last three games. And they're doing it on a two-game road trip. And quite frankly, um, what does that mean here for Shark City Hockey? That means that get ready because the six-game road trip means that we're going to have some watch parties, all right? So I'm keeping the episode short and brief today. Just wanted to recap and react to an another sharks victory they've been uh they've only been a f they haven't you know they haven't been a surplus of wins this season so we're going to enjoy every single one of them but you know what let me stand corrected for those who watched the um last night's episode of unfiltered the san jose sharks okay so I, I think I misspoken and said 10 years, but for those of you who watch this program and who've been along, you know, all season, who've been, you know, a part of this all season long, you already know what I meant. Uh, the San Jose Sharks 20 years ago, pardon me for those of you who pointed it out last night. And thank you for calling me out. I appreciate you keeping me, uh, you know, keeping me on my toes and keeping me honest. But I just want to remind everybody out there that in 2003, 2004, the San Jose Sharks with 3, 6, 8, and 2 before finishing 42, 21, 12, and 6. So right now the Sharks are, again, they're 5, 15, and 2. And it's not even December yet. So 20 years ago, not 10 years ago, pardon me, but 20 years ago, the San Jose Sharks were kind of in a similar situation and they ended up, you know, almost going to freaking distance, maybe. So uh, I know a lot of y'all out there are quick to say, enjoy these uh, victories and enjoy them while you can, as if they're not going to come often anymore. But again, as I said at the top of the uh, program, these San Jose Sharks have found a way to win the game without their leadership core. Obviously, Mario Ferraro was 
the acting captain because he was the only one out there, the alternate captain with Hurdle and Couture out of the lineup. But again, I just want to read this freaking lineup today, okay? Anthony Duclair, Mikhail Granlin, Fabian Zetterlin, Willem Eklund, Luke Cunnan, Mike Hoffman, Jacob McDonald, Nico Sturm, Kevin LeBanc, Giovanni Smith, Ryan Comperter, and Justin Bailey. All right, let's talk about the defense and give them some, you know, give a nod to the defensemen. Mario Ferraro, Ty Emerson, Nikita Ohadiuk, Kyle Burrows, Kaitlin Addison, Matt Benning, and of course, Annette McKenzie Blackwood. And we'll throw we'll throw some love to Capo Kakinen because, you know, he was a part of, um, you know, these five points in the last three games. And some of, some of us are, and I don't want to get too quick to, you know, to start, you know, um, jumping to this narrative, but some people are trying to suggest a goaltender battle, perhaps starting to come, you know, starting to uh, rise here in San Jose. Doubtful. Just as much as I doubt they're going to trade Mackenzie Blackwood. I was reading some freaking rumors on uh, online, like on the X app, uh, some articles talking about potential rumors and stuff. I don't think so, baby. Mackenzie Blackwood, I hope he's here to stay. But back to the point, that lineup played a solid game of hockey, all right? They played a solid game of hockey against a club who did, okay, they did, okay, the Washington Capitals, they they were hot. They were hot in their last, what, five or so games, but they did come off a loss, I believe, to the Edmonton Oilers. But nonetheless, all right, the Washington Capitals are 10-6-2. They're now 10-6-2. But, um, yeah, they're obviously the better squad. And, of course, they have one of the most legendary players in, in the league. So the fact that we were able to play that game with the lineup that we had tonight should be a testament to what the San Jose Sharks could accomplish when they play a complete 60-minute, 200-foot game. All right? And when they play as a team and when they freaking um, take advantage of of the chances that they're getting, the quality chances, you know, I mean, um, and they're starting to, you know, help out the goaltending situation there. So uh, starting back to the shootout, right? Like they're able to, you know, give uh, the guys in the crease, you know, a little bit of uh, a little bit of a break. So overall, what am I trying to say is that the Sharks game is getting better as I thought it would, because these guys are starting to learn how to Build chemistry. They're starting to learn how to play with each other. After all, a lot of these faces are new. Biggest testament is today's acquisition. Or you know, he was a part of the squad in the Cuda, but finally in the main lineup and finally offered a contract in the organization. Uh, Justin Bailey, first game in, and the big speedy winger was you know just that one addition. Someone and something I've been preaching all season long, you know, we have the players in the system to win now. When will we use them? Well, here is an example of that. And before I go off the rails, let me just keep it, let me keep it straight and simple to the point. Um, you know, as these guys play more games with each other and as we start to plug and play and learn who works with each other best and the chemistry and etc., the Sharks will have the ability to win now. And that is not a bad thing. Such as was suggested for those not too long ago, try to say what makes the best type of fan and those who are going to like root for short term sorrow for long term success, so to speak. No, the Sharks could freaking do it now. And I'm so thrilled to see them put on that performance. 
without Hurdle, without Couture, without um, uh, Barabanov, et cetera, et cetera, right? Zadina wasn't in the lineup, so, you know, the injuries were piling up. We don't have a full healthy roster. However, we are plugging and playing the guys that are in the system. We are getting, you know, the proper lines are getting the proper chemistry. Like with and the, the guys are heating up. Look at Hoffman. Look at uh, Zedler, et cetera, all right? So let me digress and just say before, you know, I go off the rails, it's only the fifth win of the season, but five points in the last three games in these three games at home, this homestand, the Sharks are freaking looking good. And I won't be surprised if they can start piling on some wins on this road trip. So let's get ready for the road trip again. Join us. As many games if I could, I possibly can. There's six games coming up for the San Jose Sharks on the road, and we're going to try our best to do a watch party for every single one of them. So uh, they're going to close off the month of November on Thursday. This is going to be a big test, all right, against the Boston Bruins. We'll see if we can keep this uh, point streak going. Um, and then Friday, so they're going back-to-back. -back, so not a great start to, you know, your road trip. But nonetheless, um, that's what the NHL schedule give us. So the the Sharks are going to have to do their best to try to keep, you know, keep piling on the points. But they got the Bruins coming up on Thursday. Um, every one of these games I'm mentioning is either 4 o'clock or 3 o'clock, all right? So 4 o'clock on Thursday and 4 o'clock on Friday. Uh, so afternoon games for us here in Shark City on the West Coast. And they got the Bruins. They got New Jersey. And then Sunday at 3 o'clock, they're playing the New York Rangers. Tuesday, 4.30, they got the New York Islanders. Thursday, December 7th at 4 o'clock, they got the Detroit Red Wings. And then Sunday, December 10th, they are taking on the Vegas Golden Knights. So um, we're going to get battle tested. And we're going to get battle tested often and early. Back-to-back -back games. So we got Thursday and Friday. Then we got a Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday a game following those. Uh, so the next, the next week of hockey will be on the road until they finally come back home on December 12th to take on the Jets, the whole West Side story, right? So I'm looking forward to this road trip. I'm looking forward to connecting with all of you out there during our watch parties. Um, that's going to conclude our uh, recap and reaction of tonight's game. San Jose Sharks have earned five points in three games all at home, baby. I love it. And, um, Man, <laughs> they played a pretty freaking solid, complete game tonight. And um, a lot of, you know, Hurdle and Couture and everyone I just mentioned, they weren't in the lineup. So um, we're kind of getting, you know, for those of you who are, are um, kind of a little bit uh, suspicious of, you know, what the future may lie for, because, you know, as the trade deadline approaches, you're going to start hearing a lot of rumors surrounding Hurdle and Couture's name, right? But for those of you who may be kind of like entertaining the idea of um, of those two players not being on the squad, well, tonight we got a glimpse of what a Sharks team would look like without our captain and our alternate captain. Um, I don't see any reason why the Sharks would move them. They have constantly throughout the whole entire uh, offseason and this season been talking about how San Jose is their home and they want to stay here. They want to commit to the organization and they want to be here and see this thing turn around. I think as early as earlier today, I believe Tomas Hurdle was talking about how, um, you know, it might take a couple of seasons to see it turn around. But based off of, you know, how they've been doing these last three games, Again, I'm a firm believer that we could do it now. All right. We can turn this thing around now. So um, with that, I'm going to conclude the episode. Thank you to everybody who's uh, joining us on YouTube and on Twitter. 
aka X. Um, if you haven't done so already, please like and subscribe. If you are watching this on X, double tap that screen and make it rain hearts. And until next time, let's go Sharks. Happy victory Monday night, Sharks fans. And, um, you know, can't wait to connect with you all as soon as this uh, this Thursday. So one more time, let's go Sharks and let's have a great rest of our night.